0: Welcome to FitChick's Chat, the podcast dedicated to fitness, nutrition, wellness and mindset. For more information on FitChick's Academy and our upcoming Fitness and Nutrition Expert Certification as well as our Holistic Nutrition Weight Loss Coaching Certifications, please visit fitchicksacademy.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's episode.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to today's episode of FitChick's Chat. My name is Laura Jackson. And I'm Amanda Quinn. And it is officially 2023. Yeah. I cannot believe that we are in the first week of the new year. Like this is crazy town.
0: You know, time has gone so fast. So quick. We're already here. It's already a whole new chapter in your life ready to start. I love New Year's though. I love like i don't i don't make new year's resolutions i don't know if you do but i don't and i just make like commitments like thoughts around like what that year is going to look like for me and like goals but not necessarily like this is my resolution like it's not like a nothing mentality because i feel like resolutions are like an all or nothing mentality versus like a goal is like this is i'm working i'm working towards this end goal and i'm not putting a definitive timeline on it but i'm like that is my focus. Uh,
1: Yeah. Like I have goals for sure. Like I'm a huge believer in goal setting, but resolutions. I don't know. I always think of resolutions almost like I've got to stop doing this instead of what I want to create in my life. You know what I mean? Like for me, that's how they've always felt of more of like a negative. So yeah, I don't know, but I think that this podcast is going to be really interesting for a lot of people. And I encourage you guys, if you have not done what we're going to be talking about today to try it because it really is eye-opening. So instead of talking about you know our goals for next year or our year in in review, we decided we wanted to share what were our top lessons from 2022. And if you are listening and you haven't done this, like I said, I highly recommend doing this because it makes you look at the past year through a different lens, as opposed to being like, I didn't do this, or this is what's going to happen. It gives you some time to reflect. And that's something that one of my lessons I'm going to be sharing about is to spend more time reflecting. So, um, so yeah, so we're going to share with you guys what 2022 taught us because everything that happens in life is a lesson, a good lesson, a bad lesson, a slap in the face lesson, a lot of different stuff, but, um, hopefully this will be inspiring for you guys to see what we learned from last year. And hopefully
0: you could share with us what you learned too. For sure. Well, so I can share mine first. So I think I'll share my first one is um, my biggest lesson or one of my biggest lessons from 2022 was to slow down. And the idea of slowing down, it comes from a place of, it's not just like slow down in terms of like physical movement, but like slow down in every aspect. I think that when I get overwhelmed in my day-to-day life or when I feel like I have too much going on, I'll either miss things or I'll like, be really scattered or I'll do little parts. I don't know if you do this, but I'll do like, it's like, I'll almost finish a project. Then I'll start working on something else. And then I'll start working on something else. And then I'm like, I feel even more scattered then. And I don't know. I just feel like that's when mistakes happen. That's when I miss things. Um, Physically, that's when like I'll trip and fall. (laughs) Like if I'm just, if I'm trying to like move too quickly, same as my daughter. And it's funny because the lesson came from me teaching Maddie to slow down. Because she gets hurt, like she'll be playing at the park and she'll just be like running too fast and she'll run into like a post or something, like things like this, just like kid accident stuffs happening. And so for me, I've always explained to her, you know, like we just need to slow down, we pay attention to our surroundings. My other lesson for her, Um, but slowing down allows us uh, allows us to kind of just be a little bit more aware of what's happening, right? And it gives us an opportunity to just pay a little more attention to things to pay more attention to the details. And I think for me, that's just a really important thing. So that's one of my biggest lessons is just reminding myself to like, slow down, take it easy a little bit and just still do the same work, but do it in a way that makes me feel really good, not feel really like overwhelmed or stressed.
1: Well, yeah. And that's what I find it so interesting because, you know, There's always this feeling, especially when you're a certain personality type, like you and I are very forward thinking, right? Like we have big goals and we have big dreams and we have so much, you know, commitment and love for our students and for our business and for our families and for all the things that we are like committed to in our lives. And it's like, we want to, we want to get to this place. We want to get to our goals. We want to move. You know what I mean? So it's like for us, slowing down is very hard. Yeah, it's very, very hard. But I also like the idea of slowing down, like not just for slowing down and you know not doing things in such a rush, because again, that's where mistakes happen. But also the idea of just being more aware and present in the moments where you are doing the thing. Because that's one thing that I found, and this is not one of my lessons, but this is something I did realize too. And I said, we, Amanda and I kind of prepared like three lessons. So this might turn into 20 lessons. It might turn into <laughs> two lessons. We don't know. But like, that's one thing too, is I found that I was ne- like, for me, one of my biggest things that I don't enjoy the process because I'm so focused on the outcome. Right. Do you know what I mean? So it's like trying to slow down too, for me in the sense of like, okay, I want to be like present in this process of whether that be, you know, being with my son or being with my students and that, so this ties into one of my lessons, actually, I'm going to kind of go all around here. I committed. And this was when my son was first born. I did not want to be with him. So he's turning two in April. I didn't want to be spending time with him and be thinking about work or being at work and thinking about wanting to be with him or being with friends and wanting to, you know what I mean? Like wherever I was, I wanted to be where I was. And that was something that I found was such a really amazing commitment for me because I I did stick to it. And last year, I found there was moments where it was creeping in that I was rushing because I was trying to get something done to to do the other thing. You know what I mean? So it's like, again, slowing down and being present with the things that I'm doing, whether it be family time, I'm in family time. And then when I'm in work time, I'm in work time. And when I'm with friends, I'm with friends. And this past year, like we went on a friend vacation, which we have not done in years. So Amanda and I have traveled so together like fun. all around the world <laughs> for fun as best friends. And we haven't traveled in a really long time because of the pandemic and because of kids and work and everything. So we went away with four of our other best friends for a trip for um, one of their 45th birthday. And it was just for me, someone was asking me when we were away, they were like, you know, do you miss miles? And I'm like, no, I don't. And they were like, oh, really? Because expecting. And I'm like, no, because for me, and this, like, it might sound compartmentalized or whatever, but I'm like, I don't want to be somewhere enjoying my friends missing and wanting to be somewhere else. So it's been a very conscious decision for me to try to be more present. And that's one of the things that 2022 taught me is that if I don't do that, then I end up feeling overwhelmed. For me, that's another thing. So I'm trying to be very like, when I'm in this, I'm in this 100%. And I'm not going to not allow myself, but I'm going to allow myself to enjoy this thing. Like, you know, like working, I enjoy working. So for me, when I'm in work time, I'm going all in on work time.
0: Yeah. And then family time, same thing. I love that. I think, I mean, I agree with it in so many ways because I feel like I do the same where, you know, when I'm with my daughter, like again, being super conscious of it, I'll leave my phone. Like, I don't even know where my phone is. I don't know. I don't either. I never know where my phone is. I'm always, I'm always asking my husband, I'm always like, um, could you call my phone? I don't know where it is. Like, yeah. literally, if you ask him, it's probably on a daily basis that I have to do that because I, I have no idea where I put it down. And I always have my ringer off.
1: Well, it's like that funny meme. It's like, well, don't text me. I won't answer your text. Don't leave me a voicemail. I don't even know where my phone is. But if I lose it, I'm going to have a heart attack. It's like, yeah. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> but it's so funny because it's so true. But it's like, I do that purposely. I leave it. I usually just leave it like on a counter or on my desk or whatever, because I want to be present in the moment with Maddie when I'm with her, when I'm doing things. I don't want to be like scrolling through my phone. I want her to know that she's a priority in those moments when, but then at the same time, when I'm doing work, she knows that I'm doing work. And in that moment, that is my priority. She's always going to be my top priority, but like she understands that, you know, there's this divide that happens. And usually I'm doing work when she's at school, but it's, but it's just, it's an important thing to have, I think, to have a little bit of like spaces in between, right. So that you have the ability to still focus on the things that need to be focused on during that time, during those moments.
1: Well, and we're multifaceted people and to like, enjoy those things, Mm -hmm. which is my second lesson was around reflection. Mm -hmm. So as I was saying, like we're super forward thinking people, I'm always thinking about the future and it's so interesting because the human brain, we have two things that no other animals have like dogs and cats and birds. Like they all eat and they, you know, go for survival and they sleep and the the things that human beings do, but human beings, we have two things that they don't, which is imagination and memory. So, most of the time for me, I'm an imagination, right? Because I'm creating, I, like, I love thinking of ideas and things I want to do and all this stuff that's future focused, which I think is hugely beneficial. But the problem is I don't use memory enough and memory reflection. There's so many beautiful lessons that you can learn, but also it's, that's where you really celebrate. And that was something that, which ties into reflection of celebration. And I was talking to our students about this too, because It's really important for us to have big goals. But the thing is, if we don't celebrate what we have achieved, it's like we are putting this goal on a pedestal and then beating ourselves up if we don't get there. Yeah. And I don't look back enough. And, you know, when I, even when we were, I was thinking about, you know, what to talk about for this podcast. And I was looking back at this last year and the things that, you know, we have done. So, for example, like we launched our 21 day sugar shutdown challenge, which Mm -hmm. is one of our done for you um, challenges. And we sold over a hundred units in or two hundred units in like our first launch of it, which was huge. And I love our Done For You programs because I know they're so good, first of all, but people can like coaches can take them and use them right away. And I just love the idea of that also them out there coaching more people on nutrition, teaching more people about nutrition, getting people eating healthier, um, and all of that. So like that was a huge milestone. Like we went back to launching this past year we had our biggest rounds of students for the holistic nutrition weight loss coach certification that we ever had. Mm -hmm. Um, We have, we, we expanded our team, but we figured out for our team what works for us right now. So we made some, we expanded, then we shifted, then we, went smaller again, but like even thinking about that, just like knowing the people that we have in our team, like Justin and Sangita, and the coaches that we have are just incredible. And they're so amazing. And they're so committed to our students and our business and our vision and all of that stuff. And just like going through the list of all of the things to celebrate like professionally, but then also personally, you know what I mean? Like it's like doing, having that reflection time and also not just in the past year, like I was looking back all the way back because I sometimes forget that I am a completely different person than I used to be. And when people say people can't change, I don't believe that because I'm living proof of it. Like, right. the person who I was before we started Fit Chicks, the person who I was in my 20s, the person who I was in my teens, like, you would not have paid me a million dollars to believe that I would be where I am right now. You know what I mean? like I always knew I would do something I would be successful, but the amount of self loathing I had, the amount of anxiety I had, the amount of self hate in my body, my health, like the way I treated myself, and that still is my journey that i 'm on but it 's just looking back at that, even in business, like looking back even four years ago where we were versus where we are now, like we accepted a two comma club award this year for one of our our, our certifications like So it's just, to me, it's like, those are the things I have to remember instead of being like, oh, that's where I want to go. And I'm not there yet. So I still got to do work. I got to get to work. I got to do this instead of being like, this is all of the stuff that I have created in my life because I decided to show up.
0: Yeah. It's funny. Celebration was one of mine too, because I think it's, and we talk, because I think we talk a lot about this and we talk a lot about the idea that we don't celebrate enough and that we need to celebrate more because even regardless of where we're at, you know, the whole journey has to be part of the celebration. And we teach that in the academy when we teach about like your health journey or your fitness journey and everything else, but it has to be in all aspects of your life. You have to follow the same principles, right? The same principle of celebrating and looking back and saying, Hey, I did that thing. Right. And I feel really good about that. Whether it's that you, you know, walked A thousand steps for your first time ever, or whether it's that you've now walked 10,000 steps, or whether it's that you've reached your fitness goal, or whatever it is. But it's like understanding that the journey is just as important as the end goal. And so when we don't look back at that and we don't celebrate it, then we're missing a whole piece of the puzzle. So it was really, and it's also like if you do believe in energetics
1: at all, right? Like the law of vibration. So everyone thinks about like the law of attraction, which is like attracts like, but the law of attraction, actually there's 12 universal laws, right? And one of them is the law of vibration and vibration is where we're at energetically. So you can hustle, right? Like you can hustle, hustle, hustle to create things, but if you're doing it from a place of like lack and scarcity, it's going to not only be way harder and take way longer to get there, but it's going to, you know, take such a toll on you. Whereas when you're in the vibration of celebration and, you know, the, not only do you not cut off your creativity to have bigger ideas, but energetically you are attracting more to you. So it's like this thing, like you have to really, because, everyone like we all deserve and are entitled to as much love and happiness and all of it and wealth and all the things that we want right but if we don't make it known that that's something that we're comfortable with which is like a whole other conversation about standards and all this stuff but like we can't it's like we will will repel it we'll push it away right right and again your physical body will pay your mental health will pay all of it because you'll always feel like you're not good enough all mm-hmm. the time if you don't celebrate it will never be enough because you'll just push the marker. Exactly. So like celebration is a huge lesson for me for last year. And there's so many things to celebrate. Like I said, a few of them. And I mean, like we've had, you know, we just have had so many amazing people choose the academy and, you know, keep on having these opportunities to keep on welcoming more students. And I just feel like This last year, for me, one of my biggest things. So every year I pick a word. So last year, my word was connection. And I wanted to build more connection with myself, with my family, with my partner, with my son, with my students, with business and feel more connected. But this year, my word is evolution. And, but not just evolution. I kind of have two words. It's also fun. I want to have more fun in my life. I feel like the last few years I have had a lot of amazingness, but I feel like it's been very serious and not bad serious, but it's been serious. I've been questioning everything about who I am, what I want, what I want my life to look like, what I don't want to be, what I want to say yes to, what I want to say no to. And I have this whole idea of who I am now in a way I never have before right? And over the last, like, I feel like it's been over the last three years. Like I feel like I've really solidified who I am as a mother and a wife and a business owner and in my health, like all of it. I know what that is, but I feel like I'm now ready to go to the next level. It's like, I feel like the last three years, not just last year has been like learning the lessons. Do you know what I mean? And then now it's like, it's ready to evolve like the video game. I'm like, uh, okay, we're going to the next level. Right? Yeah. So it's like, I feel like that, but I also feel like fun. Like I want to do it in a way that feels light. I want more lightness in my life, more joy in the moments, in the simple things, because what I think a lot of people don't realize about both you and I, and it was like, if someone could have a video camera of us on our trip away, it's like, (laughs) we talk a lot about serious stuff, but we're actually really like silly. And I know even saying you're silly sounds so like you're not silly. (laughs) It's like, no, trust me. I'm fun. (laughs) Yeah. I literally feel like that is actually like trust me, I'm fun. I'm really fun. I'm easy. I, I promise. promise, easy breezy. <laughs> but it's like, hold on. I'm going to keep talking because I just have to turn on the power cord. Hold on, podcast listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like it's. I feel like we're really silly, and I think a lot of people don't know that about us. Like we actually think most things are hilarious. We don't take, we take our business very seriously, but we also like, we make fun of ourselves and we laugh at our mistakes. And we're like, we just like to laugh and be silly and enjoy the moment. And like, I think that that trip this past year too, reminded me of, I need to bring that again into more aspects of my life because like, even just when I'm by myself, you know what I mean? Like finding that fun again. And I feel like that is actually the key going back to the law of vibration. To go to the next level. Like, I just wanna have so much more fun. I love teaching. I love coaching. I love helping people become coaches. I love coaching on mindset. And I just want to just make it the funnest year ever of doing my craft and doing what I do and just serving more people and helping more people change and all that stuff.
0: I think it's so interesting though, because when you realize that like the aspect that's missing is like a fun aspect, it really kind of changes your perspective. Like, even my husband was saying you know even in our marriage he's like i think the thing that's missing the most is fun and he's like we don't have a lot of fun together cuz we're very busy like we've got a lot of stuff happening and whenever we are together in in like the same space it's usually you know making dinner or cleaning or t- you know parenting yeah parenting exactly like doing the parenting stuff and and then there's there's not a lot of like well we we haven't had like a date night in like years. Like we just, we just haven't because um, we haven't had anyone that we would leave our daughter. with. And so it's like, it, it just sounds, you know, cause we don't have family around us and things like that. But you know, he brought that up to me and I was like, yeah, you're probably right. And so I'm like, we can try to figure it out, but we just need to like commit to figuring it out. Because when we think back to our, you know, our relationship from years ago, we did have a lot of fun together. We did do a lot of things and a lot of experiences and they were always just like full of joy and laughter and fun. And then now it's just always like more task oriented, right? So it's like looking at things that you maybe have done in the past that were something that you really look forward to that maybe now feels like a little bit harder or looking at how you can make things seem less like-
1: Well, and that's what I totally believe in. I mean, we- Or drab or whatever. Yeah, like we teach and talk about this a lot you know, mm-hmm. on this podcast in the Academy, it's the self-responsibility, like you're responsible for, you know what I mean? Your results yeah. in the majority of things. And if you want more fun in your life, you have to make that decision. And then you have to think fun thoughts and then you have to create fun. You have to plan for it. Right. Like, yeah. and it's just, it's so interesting because it's, you know, a lot of people think of fun and joy and lightness as being noncommittal and, you know, go with the flow and all of that. But I also believe you have to plan for fun. You know what I mean? Like if you don't set out a vacation time on your schedule, it's easy to work all the way through, right? And not unplug. It's like that kind of thing. It's the same, you know, when you have a lot of responsibilities and a lot of balls to juggle, it's the same with your fitness. If you don't plan your fitness, the day goes away and it's like, oh, the day got away from me. It's like, no, we just need to plan it and commit to it. So it's like, yeah. I feel like even though that sounds like the most non-fun thing ever, it's the way you create more fun. It's through
0: like actual kind of structure. Like people that are like, oh, I have a date night every Friday. It's like yeah. they committed to that, that time to be like a fun, unplugged one-on-one, whatever yeah. with their partner, you know? So it's, it is the same sort of concept for sure. But that
1: for me has been like a big, I don't know. I just feel like the other thing for me that has been like a lesson that I think was really interesting was, and I talked about this on the last podcast was I had missed like in a month of like, I was sick and then I had a shoulder injury and I missed workouts. And I really felt how much it impacted my mental health. And that was a really big lesson to remind me of not only why I work out and why I make that a priority, Um, because as I was saying, like, if you guys would have met me when I was 18, like it was a whole gong show, you know, like even in my twenties, it was a whole gong show, especially of not connecting to myself and my worth and my health and all of that stuff. But I also, it really solidified for me, what we do really matters and what all of the coaches that we are training to become coaches in their communities, what they do really matters. Because this is not just about helping somebody get to a number on a scale or be able to do a push up or whatever. You are literally giving someone an outlet for so many other things in their life. And I think that it just reconfirmed to me that I think our mission is bigger than we even know. And I think that like exercise and nutrition needs to be in the hands of everybody. And I don't want to go on a tangent about this because we're going to be doing podcasts about this. But I was watching TikTok because we are on TikTok, guys. Follow us on TikTok um, <laughs> at Fitch X Academy. There was a girl's video who came up, and she was a nutritionist, and she was doing this video about the amount of money that big pharma, so like all the medical community, um, not the medical community, but like pharmaceutical community, made based on pharmaceuticals, like selling you know drugs and pills and things like that, and the amount of money that the governments invested into education nutrition, teaching people how to, you know, eat, move more, all this stuff. And it was like next to nothing and the billions of dollars that were spent on drugs. And no one is talking about as much as it needs to be about preventative natural health care. Right. And it's not saying it is a, an or game. One is better than the other. It's an and game and they have to be used together. We have to be leading our own health. We have to be stepping into that coaching of ourselves and then coach other people but we ha- it has to be included i totally believe that in my heart and i believe that what we're doing matters because if you can give people the motivation and the skill set and the 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 want to move their bodies and to fuel it properly and to take care of their their stress and their sleep and all of those things you can change someone's life you can change the expectancy of their life their overall experience of life their health their relationships everything Mm-hmm. So like that for me was a big lesson because I had not gone through a period of time where I hadn't worked out consistently for like four weeks. Like, so it was here and there and I was just feeling so blah, like just apathetic. Like I just didn't care. Like I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to, like, I just didn't feel any passion for anything.
0: So, so interesting because I've been going through the same thing. And because of my foot injury, I haven't really been able to do the same type of workouts. Even when I do spin, it hurts. I have to like modify them and everything. So I haven't been doing them as much. And I can just like, I can feel the difference in my energy. Cause normally I'm like super energetic, super excited, like high energy, not feeling tired lately. I feel tired. I just want to like, kind of be lazy, lay down and like Chill and I'm like that's not normally my energy, it's not usually my energetic state, and I yeah. know it's it's impacted that, which is why I'm working towards a solution for it because I have to because it's for me it's not the way that I want to live my life right and that's just that's my choice for so, sure my um my sort of final lesson that I wanted to share, and this is pretty personal, but I want to share it anyways, is about that It's okay to be really honest with myself and have really big hard conversations.
1: Oh, I Um, love that. That was like totally that was my thing last year. Sorry to side note you, but like last year I remember writing in my journal and making the decision in 2021 to tell myself the truth, the hard truth, no matter how like bad it was, instead of being like it's fine and pushing things aside, like
0: tell myself the truth. Yeah. And being honest and having hard conversations and just and deciding that because I I mean you know you've known me almost my whole life Laura and like I I pride myself on being very honest like very very honest with people when somebody asks me their opinion if I'm speaking to a student coming into the academy I'm always very honest like is this the right pathway for you I don't know you know and I really just want people to have an authentic experience with me but then sometimes I find that i wasn't being honest with myself whether it be about my relationship mostly my relationship whether it be about my relationship with my family whether like my um my like siblings and my parents you know what i mean whether it be um just with myself just being like Am I being truthful in saying that I am doing all of the things towards my certain goal? Or am I making excuses for myself or whatever? But just having those really honest conversations and being like, Am I being authentic? And to me, the biggest lesson for me was that number one, I feel good when I'm being authentic and honest always. It is the only place that I can feel really good with myself, it is who I am. And then the realization of that, and then the realization of hard conversations need to happen then because it's, and it's okay. It doesn't have to be a negative thing. It can just be a difficult conversation, but as long as it's an honest conversation, then it's okay. Does that make sense? Like it's, it's like a thousand percent, like putting it into the perspective of saying like, even though it's going to make me feel uneasy to say it out loud. I'm going to say it out loud anyways, and I'm going to be really honest about it. And I'm going to have the conversation and talk through it. And this really came from, you know, again, like you, you know, this very well, but like, and this is very like TMI for like everyone listening, but like, even in my marriage, having the conversation of like, is this the right partner for me? Is this the right path for me? And having that honest conversation with my husband and saying, you know, we've been back and forth, we've tried to put a band-aid on a lot of things. Now is the time that, I, being honest with myself, this is not the relationship that I need in my life, and it, not necessarily need, but want desire. like this is not necessarily the flow that works for me. So this is what I need from you, and I need to know what you need for me, and then we need to know if this is going to work. And we need to be honest about it. And we need to be truthful if we're willing to put in the work. And that was really like, it was a big, hard conversation. But I think that by having that hard conversation, it allows for you to now open up to, to possibility. Because one hundred percent, then we would just be sitting in a place of feeling like resentment or anger or frustration or in that same like, sort of middle ground of like, it's fine. It's fine. You know, kind of living in that like mediocre sort of state. And I didn't want to be in that place. I wanted to be in a place of like, it's either exceptional or it's not. It's either, well, that's, and that's just sort of, and that's just a lesson that I learned. And, and now I'm adapting that as like my, you know, I can be honest externally with anybody. And now I'm always being honest with myself being like, is this truly what I want in my life? Because, you know, and this is so cheesy to say, but it's like, you only live one life. And it's like, is this the life that I choose to live? Because everything everything has to be like, you decide, are you okay with this or not? And I've made that decision to have those conversations with myself. And it's and it's like, not always great, guys. <laughs> like, no, there's moments where I'm it's like, hard. oh, I don't want to have this conversation. I don't want to think about it, but I'm like, I have to. because. But you know, what's so interesting though is, and I
1: think, you know, it's so funny that, because literally that was my thing last year. I'm like, tell yourself the truth. And have because I always pride myself on being the same thing like a pretty, like, honest, open, like, I don't feel like I shy away from hard conversations. And then I was like, wait a second, maybe I do. Maybe I don't shy away from hard topics, but like conversations with not even other people, but also with yourself. Because yeah. when, in order for you to have those conversations, it requires such a level of vulnerability. And most people think of vulnerability as vulnerability like, oh, I'm going to say something online or put something out there and air my dirty laundry. You know what I mean? Like People think of that as being vulnerable, but we all have different vulnerable places and feeling like I'm going to tell you something that could really hurt your feelings, but is my truth. That's scary. That makes you feel really raw. And the same thing, like if I'm telling you something that, could lead to my heart being broken or something, you know, something happening, that's very vulnerable. And it's just, I think that that's part though, of the journey of really getting to know yourself, which has been also like one of my things over the last couple of years, the last three years I was saying, like really getting to know myself and now looking back, realizing how much before that I was avoiding having certain conversations with myself, because I was scared to have them. I was scared to... I was scared to feel, we're all just scared to feel certain feelings. Right. But I was scared to feel the not good enough or the, even the desire for wanting more. Like I should be happy with what I have, but I want something more. And like one of my favorite statements is having one foot grounded in desire and one in gratitude. You can be walking with one foot. And I can't remember what coach said this, but I heard, it and I was like, that's exactly how I feel. Like I always am wanting more, but I can still be happy where I am with what I have. You know what I
0: mean? Like, it's like that duality, but like, I, I don't like know. The idea of not, it's like, it's being grateful, but not being like almost complacent. Like, cause sometimes, sometimes we can get to a place where we're so grateful for what we have today, that we decide that this is, that this is where we need to be. Or we, or society tells us that is enough and you can have more you can decide that that looks like more. And it doesn't necessarily mean like a lot of times people think immediately when we're talking about this and we mean like finances, it can be finances, but it can also be other things, right? It could be fun. It could be joy. It could be all of those other pieces.
1: But that is, so this is my lesson. I actually have two more. We'll do them quick. So that this goes back to a conversation you and I had like four days ago offline. Because guys, when we talk like this, this is how we talk like we're also silly in between,
0: but we talk
1: like, literally like, I'll be like, Amanda, I need to talk to you about my thoughts. Like, this is like literally the conversation we're having.
0: We need to have these deep lifelong conversations all the time, but we do, we do have both. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But so this was something we were talking about. We were talking about how the concept of it's so much easier to change or to create things when things are bad, but when things are good it is so hard to change. It's so much harder. So that's one of the lessons too that I've learned is that like there's things in my life that are good and I'm so grateful for them, but I want them to be better. I want to love them the way they are and I want more. And it's very hard. So for example, for us, we have some big ideas for our business for this coming year. It might require us burning some things to the ground that are already working. And we don't want to give too much away yet because we still are talking about our planning. And we don't know yet what our full idea is, but it's very hard to let go of some things, programs or clients or, you know, things that generate you revenue and money. It's hard to be like, okay, well, this brings me in money, but do I let go of this to build and create more space and energy and time to build something that I feel is so much bigger and more impactful? And you know what I mean? Could serve more people. So it's this concept. I really learned this of like, sometimes you have to let go of the good to be great. And it doesn't mean letting go, even though Mary was talking about her relationship, but like letting go of marriages or like, maybe it is that for some people, but it's just, it's so much harder to change. It's like, you know, we see this all the time with like students, right. Even with weight loss, it's like that last, that's why that last 10 pounds is so hard. A hundred pounds is almost easier to lose than 10 pounds, which seems counter intuitive, right? But some people who have a hundred pounds and their phys- their physical body is so uncomfortable and they have health issues or, you know what I mean? It's easier for them to get started than someone who's like, well, I feel good enough in my skin, you know what I mean? But I want to lose 10 pounds. Or when someone, you know, they won't quit smoking until they have like a lung cancer diagnosis, right? Like it's got to be bad to want to do it. But when it's not that bad, even if it's just like, oh, I have a smoker's cough, it's harder to change. So- that's one thing that I want to take into this year. I don't want things to have to be bad to make changes because it's so interesting, especially with you and I, we're very very skilled at problem solving. So when there's problems, we can go into go mode very quickly and make things happen, right? But can we do that when things are still going really good? Can we create from that same energy that we create when things go bad? And that's one of the things for me is like a lesson is I don't want to have to wait till things are ever bad to Keep making them better. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. want to ever wait till it's like my marriage is at the end to
0: make the decision yeah, to make it better. Because then you're deciding. Then you're deciding in a place that feels really stressful, and you're deciding from a place that feels a lack like, and fear. It's, it's it's like it's like this way or that way. Like you you feel like you're at a crossroads, and you don't want to be deciding. Like it's like oh okay, like I have to decide. It's like I want to decide because I know that this could be so much greater
1: right? Because you need momentum in your life. And that's why I, I talk so much about your thoughts and your feelings, creating your actions, because it's so easy for the thoughts to be like, this is falling apart. Like I always say to our students, I don't struggle with motivation. Motivation for me is not a problem, but I can be motivated by negativity. I can be motivated by really bad thoughts about myself. Like you're not good enough and you need to do more and you're not smart enough or thin enough or this enough, right? Like I can use those thoughts Create motivation, but then it's hustly action. So, like, how do you create those really strong thoughts to create actions? Because you've got to move to get results. Like, that's the other thing too. It's not just your thoughts and your like. It's your thoughts plus your actions that create your results. You can't just think about wanting to be healthy. You've got to go do you know eat the vegetables and do the workouts and all of that. Yeah. So the same thing in business, but it's like, what is that space? And I want. I already feel like we're great, but I feel like we've barely scratched the surface of what we're meant to do here. Mm-hmm. And that's where my final lesson, and I don't know, man, if you have anything else, is I realized again over this year is that how truly powerful we are as humans, like how we all are truly powerful, changes heart. And I I don't want to ever downplay that change is not hard. It is hard for every human being. The feeling we crave more than anything is certainty, which is why when like a leader, like that's why people fall, I'm obsessed with like cults and
0: stuff, like the mentality of cults. But, like, that's why when people follow a leader, not it's obsessed, usually- Wait, my, clarify, clarify, pause, clarify. You're not obsessed with cults, meaning like uh, being a part of a cult. You're obsessed no. with the idea of- The psychology. Uh, the, the psychology behind how they create it because it's so- fascinating
1: well because it's like a leader right so so many people believe in this person so much and it could be used for good or evil but it's like you know you see so many people being like i don't know how i ended i never thought i'd be the type of person who'd fall into a cult you know right like you know what i mean it's so like how did this happen and all those to documentaries you? of course yeah like there's so many documentaries obviously over the holidays this is what i've been watching so <laughs> but i'm just so into that like mentality of i find it so fascinating how people also in that leadership role like can create just from their minds and get so many people to follow them again for good or for evil but like just what we have inside of us is so it's crazy what we can create when we believe we can do it and that's why i think the whole cult thing ties in is because these leaders believe so much like their certainty in what that they're doing they hold it for everybody else because everyone's like, oh, you believe it. I feel safe with you because you're so certain, right? We all want to be certain, right? But which is why so many of us don't take any risks is because the outcome is not certain. So we don't know. So I just want, I just realized like, you know, when I look back over this last year and all the stuff that we've created and I look at the last 14 years of Fitchick's Academy and, you know, all of that is come, has come from our brain like ideas that we've had and actions we've taken and, you know, showing up. And I just feel like we're just getting started. And I, I feel so excited for that. I feel nervous. I feel like, what are we burning down to build it back up? Like, and burning down could be literally the old version of you has to go. And I ask this question to our students all the time to get what you want. What do you have to do? And what do you have to stop doing? And who do you have to become? And who do you have to become? Like, what does that goal require from you? And a lot of times it's, we don't want to let go of the versions that we were to become the versions that the next versions that we're meant to be. And again, that's always evolving, but I just real, like, it's really hit me. I just feel like I'm, I'm ready. Like this year taught me, like you've done the work, you're ready for the next level. Like the game, the video game, we're going
0: to the next level. It's so interesting. Cause my third thing, and basically I wrote, Um, that one of my biggest lessons was that I can achieve some of the greatest things. Because I think that it's looking back and seeing proof of everything you've created and knowing that everything, you know, everything is stuff that has, like you said, in our business has come from our brains, our conversations about learning and growing and becoming, but it's reminding myself that I can do those things and I can continue to evolve and learn and grow and become even more because the more you grow, and we know this, we talk about this all the time, the more you grow, the more that you learn, the more that you become is the more that you can serve, the more that you can give and the more that you can teach, right? So I just want to continue to remind myself of that. And that was a big lesson for me in this past year as well, was just realizing that, you know, we can achieve things. And also that things don't have to take as long as we think. <laughs> That's just like a little side thing. It's like, sometimes we think that things have to take so long or like we look at a project and we're like, oh my gosh, it's going to take forever. And I was like, you know what? If I just sit down and do the thing and don't think about it and I just do it, it takes a lot less time. That's actually a really big lesson that <laughs> I just, I had to add in as like the last thing. is like- Which is also my, my other lesson, actually. I got another one is that success
1: is really about not wanting to do something and doing it anyways. True. That literally is like, that is where most people are like, what is your secret to success? I'm like, I just do the things that I don't want to do. Like, I don't want to get up at 6 a.m., go to the gym, and I just go. And I don't yeah. want to sit down and work on this project, for, but I just do it. You know what I mean? Like, and oh, well, then I guess I got one more too. And then I'll <laughs> wrap it up. Guys, we could go on. We should do a part two of this. <laughs> it's consistency that is actually my final thing. And this is for everybody out there who is trying to achieve something who who you could be heading into 2023 or wrapping up this year, doing what we did and doing the lessons. But because there is nothing that will outwork consistency. So whether your goal is to change your health, to build your coaching business, to make a million dollars, to have a better relationship with yourself or your family... Consistency is the most important thing, which goes into what I was just saying about showing up and doing it anyways. We can't be waiting for the positive thoughts and the feeling of confidence, the feeling of motivation. Literally, it's just the consistent action day over day over day. And I like to always use weight loss or fitness as an example, like, because people can visually see it. Like, you know, you don't go to the gym once and lift weights and have, you know, big biceps you have, it's a slow build over time. And I don't think people realize, you know, even for us, how consistent we've been over the last 14 years to have what we have. You know, there was never a day that we just, were not showing up because also over time we've created systems that allow us to do that. But if you want to have anything in your life, you just have to decide on what it is. You have to keep on showing up for it, even when you don't want to and just keep trying and going, and don't let the self-doubt monster talk you out of it. That's the way it works. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, so that was our lessons from 2023. I'm sure we have five gazillion more. Um, I hope you guys do take a moment and do this exercise, honestly, just even deciding on what were three lessons I learned, or one thing I like to do too, it's like a little tip, is just write down for your personal life and your professional life. Cause sometimes I think about them a bit differently and that way you don't miss anything and it will really be interesting. And we'd love for you to comment, email us, let us know what your lessons are from 2023. Um, it's just such a great reflection practice to get into. And then of course, in our next podcast, we're going to be talking about what's going on for 2023 for us. Well, maybe not in the next one, but sometime this month in the month of January, cause we still got some conversations to have, but um, setting your big goals to make sure you have something you're working towards that feels so scary and big and exciting and awesome. And that is going to challenge you to become the next amazing version of yourself. So happy new year, everybody. If you want more information about our certifications, check us out at fitchicksacademy.com. DM us, send us, um, you can send us an email. We'd love to hear from you guys, whether it be about anything we talk about in the podcast, just to say hi, or if you want to learn more about our certifications too. Okay. Happy new Year!